0: Good morning, What's Up Doc podcast listeners on this post-Labor Day, September the 8th morning. Well, we're having another uh, big organizational outbreak in our Stone County community here. We'll get to the entire state of Arkansas before the end, but let's deal with uh, our region and then Stone County for those here in our school district. And uh, all of you concerned parents and families out there. So this week in our region, we have had several of our six counties that I report to you on that have done really well. Uh, Izzard, Baxter, Sharp, and Independence County all have decreasing uh, 14-day out of the entire pandemic uh, numbers, and they're all in the green with their active cases now all decreasing significantly. Actually, our active cases in the region are down to 216 out of a total of 1553 we only have a couple of uh, warning signs outside of stone county and one is the number of total deaths has gone from uh, just nine in the last couple of weeks to 18. we have uh, in independence county had now five deaths and three of those uh, over the last uh, one to two weeks and the Stone County numbers are the only other big concern. One new note is the governor is now reporting antigen tests. Those are tests that are done to detect the little protein called the spike protein on the outside surface of the virus, where before the test that I was reporting to you through the governor's office, Johns Hopkins, uh, the state uh, statistics department, as well as uh, then local area labs hospitals and and, uh, offices were all pcr tests now over the last 14 days uh, in stone county like independence county we have had uh, three deaths we have gone from one death in the uh, pre-july period now to um, four deaths total or three in the last 14 days so over the last 24 hours in our region Uh, We've had uh, no big outbreaks other than in Stone County, where we've had 15 new cases in the last 24 hours. You'll see that right now we're on an upswing uh, in Stone County, and uh, actually we are at 14.9% of our tests, which is the fourth highest in the state. On August the 14th, before our outbreak began, we had a total of 79 cases of COVID, and we now have 241 registered by the state. Please remember that the state runs three to five days behind us. Our active cases are 68, which are higher by far than any other county in our region, except for Independence County, which has a population three to four times our size. Uh, The recovered percentages are now up to 85 percent in our region, which just shows that um, we are into this epidemic enough that we're now having the vast majority of our people recovered. So the, the state in Stone County is the most severe in all of our uh, region. It's one of the most severe in the state. And some of the warnings that were uh, put out uh, previously after August the 14th uh, have now started to come to pass. Thankfully, by Labor Day, we didn't have the uh, three to five hundred cases that I was concerned about. Uh, but we did uh, have over 150 new cases of COVID during this brief period. We're now going to talk about what I'm going to call outbreak number two. We've started a new spreadsheet uh, for the clinics and organizations in our region on 9-1 because we began to see after five days after school started, as is expected, to the first week after school started after the asymptomatic spreading period that we were going to have a significant uptick. And we've had uh, from uh, five to 30 new cases a day since then. Good news is, still for our region, is the non-COVID deaths, let's talk about in our six-county region, and this is applicable to those of you in other parts of Arkansas. During this six-month period, we have had approximately 650 deaths from all causes uh, during the six months from March the 9th through September the 8th. Now, in our region, as I reported to you just a minute ago, we have had now a total of 18 deaths, where we were at a total of five to nine deaths before August the 14th. And we have seen a significant uptick in all of this uh, since the mid-August, for reasons I've discussed previously. Uh, we did have, uh, in Stone County, another get-together on the square, by the way. Uh, this uh, last weekend, I drove by and sadly uh, saw uh, three masks out of a group of probably 150 people. So, folks, this is not going to stop until we act like we know something. Uh, if we don't behave, if we don't do social distancing, wear masks, we're going to see this 10 cases a day average for the last 21 days um, start to increase rapidly. And sadly, if you're not, uh, if we're not careful here, we're going to be like uh, the other uh, models that we've seen where after a four to six week sustained period of increased growth, There's a massive outbreak, and the uh, total cases in a period of a very short time begins to dwarf the previous cases through the whole several-month pandemic. So if you look at the total deaths, and I'll go back, the 18 deaths that we've had is out of 650 total deaths in our region, that's only 2.7% of the total deaths in our region for the last six months due to COVID. So it's still almost 20 times as likely that a person will die of natural causes as from COVID in this region of Arkansas. Now, to the state, as of midnight last night, we'd had 894 deaths from COVID in the state of Arkansas and 64,175 cases. We... Have had yesterday uh, reported by the governor on Friday, at least the last update, 1,094 cases out of 11,254, and many of these were in college students. I'll address later this week college student behavior and what's going on there. Uh, We have had less hospitalizations. We are doing more testing. This is an amazing number that I did not realize until I looked at it again last night. We have tested in the state of Arkansas 766. 1,098 citizens in this state out of a a population of approximately 3.1 million. That is 25% of the citizens in the state of Arkansas have been tested, one in four people. So our testing has been very good and very robust, and our state is doing well as compared with others. Uh, Back to the state numbers. During this time, as I said, we've had 894 deaths. Now, In a normal year in the state of Arkansas, we have deaths of approximately 31,900. At this point in the year, we would normally have had approximately 600 deaths from flu and pneumonia through the course of our last winter. So, with 894 COVID deaths, compare that to 600 flu and pneumonia deaths that would have taken place during this time. And that's not inconsequential because those flu and pneumonia deaths this year were probably much lower due to the social distancing. However, we still would have lost several hundred people during this six-month period to flu and pneumonia. And with 15,500 deaths during the six months, that would have been from normal or natural causes. And one more number. There would have been about 2,000 citizens in the state of Arkansas that would have died this year so far, this six months so far, I should say, from just the comorbidities that are the high-risk issues for COVID. So consider as a whole, only 6% of deaths in this six-month period in the state of Arkansas have been from the COVID disease, that we would have lost 15,500 people normally, And three times as many as we've lost to COVID, to comorbid or natural causes associated with COVID deaths, which brings up something that I feel like I must address, that I have seen rampaging on social media and in emails that I'm getting. I addressed this in a podcast called Suspicious Minds 3 just a few days ago, but I just want to mention this. Many of you have heard a statistic that somehow the CDC has backtracked its numbers stating that now only... 9,210 people in the United States have died from COVID. Folks, this is just an ugly, evil lie that's being spread for no with no facts behind it. And it's based on a simple set of numbers, and I've looked at the graphics from the CDC that show that 94% of deaths from COVID, as I've reported to you, are associated with the comorbidities of diabetes, heart and lung disease, many of the diseases of aging, such as chronic kidney disease and obesity, and that even in children, 80% of the deaths are associated with obesity. So once again, this just goes to prove the points that people who are studying this and trying to give good information, it confirms that and shows that COVID just doesn't seem to kill people who are lean and healthy, except in 4 to 6% of the cases. And these often are people who are in the elderly population and who just had no comorbidities in their life. So just please keep that in mind. In our region, uh, about 40% of our hospital beds are available. The ICU beds still probably one-fourth to one-third of our ICU beds available. In some places, half. And our ventilator capacity, we have 90% or more ventilators available. And this is all good news. So our active cases are down Uh, Now, uh, for the first time, uh, under 100 in some of our larger counties. Um, And uh, I just want to go on to a couple of articles that might help you uh, understand. After I mentioned one thing about our big uh, uh, organizational outbreaks, we've had uh, two in our area. And I won't mention those just for the uh, sake of professionalism. But just realize that when it hits an organization, it starts to spread rapidly. So, Any cases that have uh, been present from this first wave of outbreak from the kids going back to school should be present. And now those cases starting to recover. But the cases that they exposed asymptomatically should now just be starting to show symptoms and would have been asymptomatic spreaders over the Labor Day holiday. So we really won't know what this second outbreak And this second wave from school are going to show until this following weekend, and then we'll know where we are better and the state will have better numbers. So just keep careful this week and and let's try to keep this virus down as much as we can by good behavior over this next week if we don't want this to go on to a third wave or even a third outbreak. So I'll report to you uh, before Thursday of this week about the new outbreak spreadsheet and what the clinics and the local organizations are reporting. Just a couple of three articles. Um, there's a new study from Iceland that shows, just like many of the studies from the rest of the world in the United States, that 44 percent of persons who have been infected with COVID do not have the positive uh, testing and about 44 percent are untested or are asymptomatic their fatality uh, risk in Iceland was 0.3%, which compares significantly well to the flu. Uh, and this, uh, this study was done across their whole country. This was a very organized thing. This was reported last week. Also, September the 3rd uh, from the Annals of Internal Medicine Uh, For seniors in Indiana, from the data extraction that I reported to you when they tested about 185,000 of their citizens randomly uh, reported that just about three weeks ago, they did note that the COVID infection fatality rate was 2.5 times higher for those over 65 years of age. They calculated a COVID infection fatality rate of 0.26 among non-nursing home residents uh, age 12 and older. Uh, Infection fatality rates were higher among those 60 and older at 1.71 percent. And the infection fatality ratio among those 65 and older for seasonal flu comparatively was 0.8 percent. So you have about a two to two and a half times increase. So here from uh, the Journal of the American Medical Association, uh, Open Network, Some of the most recent developments, this was edited by Dr. Uh, Susan Sadogi, which I've uh, referenced before, and Richard Seitz. Both of these are physicians with uh, excellent public health education and MDs. So the prevalence of depression in the U.S. is three times higher during the pandemic than in the years before they report. Uh, They had 1,400 adults surveyed about depressive symptoms in March and April. And their results were compared with a similar period of time in 2017, 2018. So overall, 9% of participants had depression symptoms pre-pandemic, and 28% had such symptoms during the pandemic. I don't think this is really a surprise to any of us from the social distancing that we've all uh, been uh, rightly pushed toward. So among those with the lowest incomes, nearly half had depression symptoms. And the authors concluded that post-COVID plans should account for the probable increase in mental health illnesses to come, particularly among at-risk populations. Next, time to viral clearance. The median time from the first positive SARS-CoV-2 test to viral clearance was 30 days in the British Medical Journal Open uh, database. Italian researchers had examined uh, reverse transcriptase polymerase chain reaction results. And basically, folks, that's just the test we do in our medical offices that take one to two days to get back. And these were from nasopharyngeal swabs, which has been almost all the testing done in our region. This was on 1,200 patients. And what they found was that the median time from symptom onset to viral clearance was 36 total days. And you take in then the six days from the time a person is exposed gets the disorder to the time that symptoms average on starting is about six days. So you have clearance of 30 days. It is a little bit longer in more severe cases, the authors state. The authors recommend that patients be retested at least four weeks after symptoms resolve to reduce transmission risk, but they say it's not yet known how infectious patients are during their recovery phase. Vaccine results. So a new uh, vaccine result test from Novavax, they published results from a phase one trial trial uh, on a spike protein nanoparticle vaccine. And this was published in the New England Journal of Medicine just a few days ago. Over 130 healthy adults were randomized to receive two doses of the vaccine with or without an adjuvant, that means a second dose, or a placebo dose 21 days apart. Most adverse reactions were mild or moderate, and they had no one die. By day 35, vaccine with the uh, boosted uh um, uh, second dose produced an immune response that exceeded that observed in the convalescent plasma of hospitalized COVID-19 patients. So we see that uh, with vaccines like this one that's tested, uh, like the human papillomavirus, that the human immune response to a vaccine can be even greater than from having the disease itself. So that gives us hope that vaccines, as I've stated to you before, are not only going to produce a long-term immunity, but they're going to produce an immunity that's healthy and maybe even better than getting coronavirus. So that's your uh, bleeding edge update today. Those are some statistics that will help you locally, regionally, and at the state level. And I'll try to be back with you tomorrow with an update as we see the new post-Labor Day uh, outbreak and increased numbers that we've been afraid of, what they are, so that you can know what to do for the rest of the week better. Thanks for your time, and I look forward to seeing you within the next day or two.